Hey, welcome to the Gig 2 Podcast starring me, Chad. And we got Chris up in Buffalo. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. How you doing today? Um, Pretty good. I went to the uh, Orlando City soccer game last night. Um, nice. That was fun. I don't know if you're into soccer at all, but it's a lot fun. It's a lot more fun to watch in person than it is on TV. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think pretty much everything is. Uh, we hit, we had the bandits play the championship game three for lacrosse against Colorado. Unfortunately, they lost, but um, oh, no, dude. that's the big thing, I guess, around here. Right. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, I don't know if he's on or not, but it looks like he's. Uh, I don't know what happened. So, yeah, we got some crazy news. Whoops. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. My internet my internet just dropped for a sec. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. I, had to, I kept it good. going. Yeah. <laughs> and we got a couple of people watching already. Steve from Red Chair Rodeo says hello. Going on, Steve? Eric, the Gig2 groupie. He's here. <laughs> um. Yeah, Steve was just texting me this morning. He said he was going to try to like listen in the car on his uh, drive home. He's out in Denver, which means it's like 7 a.m. his time. Yeah, drive home from what? <laughs> I said he was doing a curry route or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. AVR works. Have you signed up for that app yet? Oh, Gary's here too. Sitting in the middle curry. of the car. <laughs> Yeah, I signed. I signed up for Curry. I'm still on the wait list, so I'm hoping. I mean, it's been pretty much a quite a while since I've signed up. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I can't believe so. we have this many people watching on a Sunday morning. You know, <laughs> everybody's like, "Yeah, oh, we got to take people to brunch." <laughs> see this uh, Microsoft Cup. This is from when I actually worked for Microsoft. I saw my Microsoft lanyard right here. That was my my last W two job. That was in 2018. Oh, nice. So we're coming up on four years. I've been doing gig work full time. Nice. I kept the cup though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept a couple of things from from places I worked at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had speaking of, um, I don't know. I, I wanted to tell a, a quick story. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you probably saw this, but for those that don't, I will recap. So you know how I would like to do Amazon Flex, and I think of myself as a pretty efficient, fast flex driver. You know, sorry, let me go full screen here. All right, so this is a screenshot of the route they gave me. This was on Thursday. And if you look at the numbers, you can tell there's absolutely no, like they're completely random. Like the stops are, you know, fairly close together, but you know, you got three by 47 by 14, you know, there's no, it's completely random. Right. So I had to, uh, I had to do the route manually myself. And so like on each package, there's a sticker on there that will have a, uh, you know, it'll match up to the, the stop on the route. So, you know, like you can just put them in your car in order. Like I put like one through 10, you know, on the passenger seat and then 11 through 20, you know, behind me and then, you know, and so on. So it's real easy. So you don't have to like dig through your whole car trying to find a package. So I get to the first stop 
and it's not it doesn't match at all like it's not even close it's like in the 40s <laughs> so and then i have to like keep going back to like every time you finish a re uh, delivery it automatically goes to whatever one is the next one in order but then i have to like manually go back to the map and look around and try to see which house is the next closest one so i will say like it was a three and a half hour block and i finished it in about three hours but still that was a major pain in the ass <laughs> yeah it doesn't usually do that them, yeah some of them it makes you scratch your head like wait what like yeah. even even when i when i'm waiting for a package and you get that 10 stops away and you watch and you're like okay it's coming right here but it still says like four stops and then it goes like like eight streets away and then it, it comes back and then it goes like four streets away it's like how does that even make sense oh for for amazon yeah and even like even if you order like uber eats or doordash if the if the driver is as sarah elizabeth said dirty multi-apping you know like they're running uber eats and grubhub and, and doordash all at the same time and so the app tells you there's just it's just you you know but that person is going in a different direction to make a grubhub delivery before they get to your doordash delivery so mm -hmm. That happened to me uh, Friday night. I ordered Chipotle, and uh, the driver went. He did. He did that. I mean, it didn't bug me too much. I wasn't like in a super rush, but I could still tell what he was doing. Yeah, man. All these people showed up today. Happy Father's Day. Yep. Yep. Happy Father's Day. Have, we may have a special guest on soon. Who? <laughs> oh, so. You? Huh? No, uh, um, if my son doesn't go to sleep, so I, uh, I had okay. to down for an early nap. <laughs> no. um, if he doesn't go to sleep, he might have to be. He might have to come sit on my lap. <laughs> How old is he? Uh, one and a half. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you got any funny or crazy, interesting stories? Are you still uh, doing rideshare? Yeah, yeah. Just taking a step back right now with gas prices the way they are. I, yeah. I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee, so filling oh, that yeah. up is not. not <laughs> um, luckily, we have the Indian Reservation right nearby, so it's all tax-free gas, which is nice, especially wow. being in New York State. Um, so instead of paying five dollars a gallon, it's like four fifty. Um, mm, that's even cheaper than here. Yeah, so it's a little <laughs> better there, but um, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you gotta be really um, limit on the, the times when you go out. Um, I've been doing Spark a little bit more, which is a little bit more fun too. Um, so it's just uh, right now with the summer slowdown and everything, like you get the uh, all the teachers getting out now, um, which is pretty much many places uh, when mm -hmm. it comes to the rideshare. So I don't know how long this one's going to last because a lot of people are saying, oh, we're not going to really be making any money out there from all the Facebook posts that I've been seeing, yeah. Reddit, how it's slowed down and that. So maybe the teachers will get out get off and it'll go back to normal yeah you know it's actually not been that bad i've i think like well it's this is the first summer in like what three years like that we're not having like a lockdown or whatever i mean hmm. florida florida never really had one but um i will say like there's still i'm actually still doing pretty well although i, I will say i am Amazon Flex seems my number one app right now. I mean, people are still ordering Amazon stuff. Uh -huh. um, and I'm thinking about moving to Daytona Beach because there's an Amazon warehouse up there. And um, I mean, first of all, it's a 40-mile 40 40 mile commute just to the warehouse. 
So, I mean, oh, well. that's like, it cost me, I think it's like 13, it's about over a little over 13 cents a mile in gas right now. It used to be as low as like less than a nickel. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, um, you know, so 40 times 13 cents times two, you know, um, you know, that's like about a half tank. Well, that's uh no, sorry, that's that's over two gallons in gas just going to and from the warehouse, and that's not counting the actual route. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get lucky and you get a route that's heading back towards your house, so it's like you're essentially getting paid to drive home, which is great. But um, the the hourly wage makes up for it. Like I said, I've seen those those hourly wages go as high as fifty dollars an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. usually it's they start at 21, which is really good. But if you let it sit and build up, um, it'll go. I've seen it like on a, you can grab a, a snag one at 30, 33 dollars an hour. Like uh, you said, you do spark, right? Um, yep. Do you ever do any of the, the dot com routes? Um, Not really. OK, every, um, every once in a while. It just depends. You know, I, I try to position myself because uh, I like doing the advance runs they with them partnering so i like doing doing the car because there's a couple of places that are right by so it's real simple because like the closest wall there's one walmart that's nearby and then there's the uh the advanced that are much closer so it's mm-hmm. a lot better that way because it's like oh they're all right within the area i'm at uh, versus yeah. driving like you know 20 minutes away and you walmart. you still work mornings and afternoons um or... it depends when when i go out Okay. Yeah, because I know so I don't know how it is around here. Maybe it's different by area, but um, it's like right about six o'clock p.m. is when all the dot com routes drop, and it's a lot like um, it's a lot like Amazon Flex, where it's like a, a route of like anywhere from like eight to like twelve stops, and mm. it'll show you the mileage, and it's just and it's the same thing like it'll offer it to you and it sits there for like two or three minutes. You can decline. It kind of reminds me of the old days of Instacart. And then if you decline it and then once it refreshes, it'll offer you it again. Well, it's a pool drop where it offers it to everybody. So it's like, you're playing chicken with all the other drivers in the area, Mm -hmm. um, which is how the Instacart open queue works, you know, just like, so it's like, if nobody takes it, then they build up, they throw an extra buck to maybe even five or eight dollars onto it. It'll say demand is high, earn an extra eight dollars by grabbing. Like you can just keep hmm. letting it build up and build up. But it's also you're gambling and playing chicken to see who's going to grab it first because it's like you don't want to grab it. So it builds up more money. But if you wait too long, some other driver in your area will grab it ahead of you. And now you're you get nothing, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, Random. It's one of those. But. Yeah, I mean, also the bonuses too that they offer uh, are quite nice. So, especially yeah. if you're trying to attract people being new. But that one, I, I like Amazon or not Amazon, um, Spark, I can see becoming really big because I know what they're trying to do is get more and more businesses built onto it. Yeah. So it's going to be one of those things where hopefully, you know, you don't have a lot of downtime in between waiting for stuff to come in. Um, so hopefully that's the case. But yeah, I mean, like, I'll take, uh, you know, some deliveries that are like two, three stacked up on each other. And, you know, it's it's so easy because it's most of them are just leave at the door. So you just take the picture and you go and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, the roots are stuff. And, you know, they say it's going to take like, I don't know, an hour and a half to deliver three. And it's like it takes me 20 minutes. <laughs> so 
Yeah, I don't do the regular grocery deliveries anymore because the stores by me are garbage. Like you go there and like, first of all, you're lucky if there's a parking spot left. Second mm-hmm. of all, like, so like you're waiting there, like at least like 20, 30 minutes, sometimes more. And like after 30 minutes, you can cancel without penalty and you get like a whopping $2.50 waiting fee or whatever. And it's also, I mean, here in Florida, it's a summer and most of the Walmarts, the way that the parking lots are, there's no shade. So either you're going to sit in a parking lot and you can, you know, sit, you know, kill your uh, engine, just roll the windows down and you just bake in the sun for a half hour. Or you can waste gas and leave the AC running for a half hour. So um, that's why I only do the dot-com orders now. I know a lot of people hate them, but at least the dot-com orders are usually ready. Like you show up and they're ready Mm. and they bring them out to you like within five or 10 minutes. So until the stores around me get more employees, they need to revamp the whole system. Like it needs to be like how Instacart is or used to be. Um, Because Instacart used to have delivery only orders where, you know, they had in-store shoppers and they would shop everything and bag it and put on the shelf. And if you got a delivery, you would go inside and grab it. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that with Walmart? You know, we can't go in back those are there. The orders. Those are the orders I take. Like, I don't do the shopping orders. I do the ones that delivery are ready only. to go. Yeah. So I, all I do is I just go to the to the pickup zone. And then, you know, within within five minutes, ever, I've never had anything longer than that where, really? you know, you just let them know uh, the number you're sitting at. And then they bring it right out, whether it's stacked order. And I'm just like, okay, well you put this order here that order you know in the back and then um mm-hmm. if it's third order or something like, like into the trunk um, yeah and it, then that it, way it's, it must just, just depend on like it must go i don't know if it's store by store or region or what but i mean it's just the stores around here garbage they take forever anyways we've been going 14 minutes we haven't even started talking about the news yet um it's not a super exciting week in fact the actual oh, news, really news. About. there's a lot of th- <laughs> the biggest thing is that irs thing <laughs> oh yeah well actually that was like a week or two ago yeah so i i yep. didn't mention that but the irs they increased the mileage right off to what was it 62 and a half cents now or something yep. yeah so the, yeah, the, it was 58 and a half and now it's 62 it's nice but anyways the actual news news um most of these stories are fairly short, so I'm just going to run through these. So we got two from Bloomberg in a row, both about ultra-fast delivery. Ultra-fast move, dude. <laughs> ultra-fast delivery startup Joker cuts back U.S. operations to focus on Latin America. This is one of the uh, ultra-fast deliveries in New York City. Rapid delivery startup Joker is pulling back from its U.S. operations to focus on its core Latin American business, grow- joining a growing number of similar companies that are paring down and prioritizing profitability amid fading investor enthusiasm. Joker said it will end delivery operations in Boston and New York, which will include a network of nine micro fulfillment centers out of about 200 worldwide. As part of the restructuring, the, the company will also cut about 50 workers from a 950 member office staff globally. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Startup will retain some staff in New York and is exploring selling or closing its existing fulfillment centers in the U.S. Joker losses loses less than $10 million a month across its Latin American markets and plans to invest further in the region, including through potential mergers and acquisitions. Along with Joker, competitors such as Getter and Zap have also oh. laid off workers and pulled out of less profitable markets as investors shift from favoring money-burning, fast-growing companies to ones that generate profits. Name one. <laughs> None of them do. Joker, which last raised funding at $1.2 billion, wow, 
and said it has enough money on hand to continue operating for two years and expects to reach break even across in about 18 months. And then it lists the, uh, the countries and stuff that it's in. So, um, this doesn't come as a surprise. I mean, Hannibal and I, me and Joe, we've been talking about this for the last few months. And it's funny because, you know, fridge, no more closed, bike closed, 15, 20 or whatever they were, they all closed. And like last year we were just saying like, there's not nearly enough demand for these ultra fast startup, you know, these ultra fast, you know, 15 minutes or less deliveries. I don't know who needs their Cheetos in 15 minutes, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. And I remember in some of those early stories, like when bike and fridge no more closed, they said Joker is also having uh, financial problems. But then they, like they, they kept saying a rep for Joker denies this, but we can tell you guys we're full of shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like um, there's not a lot of demand there except for maybe a couple of spots or a couple of people that do want it or, you know, you're you're enjoying something and uh, you don't want to get behind the wheel, but you you want a couple of snacks or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's a good idea, but you know, the, the application of it isn't necessarily there, especially yeah. if the end is really low. Yeah. It, it, it's like, and I've been saying this forever. It was just like, what do I need? Because of the way like that Joker girl, because they all have the micro fulfillment centers and they have W two employees, and it's it's the same thing as GoPuff is, where it's not like you know GrubHub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, where you're going from merchant to merchant, you know merchant to customer, back to merchant, back to customer. You're going to warehouse, then to like a bunch of customers, then you get a deadhead back to the warehouse, and like as a even as a customer, I'm like, why would I? want to wait for my delivery on a route when I could just order Uber eats and there's a seven 11, you know, a mile down the road and an Uber driver mm -hmm. or DoorDash driver will be here in 30 minutes tops. Yep. It just doesn't make sense. But speaking of which, um, so let's, we got back to back Bloomberg, back to back old press deliveries. It's about gorillas. Another one of these, uh, they're actually a German company. Gorillas explores options, way deals with delivery rivals. Gorillas seeking to navigate a sudden shift in the startup funding environment met with competitors in the rapid delivery industry to discuss the prospects of mergers or the sale of its business. People familiar with the talk said representative for the German startup spoke with multiple companies, including GoPuff and Joker about a possible deal. Uh, not asked to be identified, blah, blah, blah. Some of these conversations took place in the last several weeks. They're working with JP Morgan to evaluate options. Talks were exploratory, and it's possible no transaction materializes, but they underscore the challenges facing all startups this year. As venture capitalists put many investments on hold over fears of an economic recession. The problem is especially acute for young class of delivery startups that amass customers, but rapidly burn capital by promising groceries at your doorstep within minutes. Representatives for those decline to comment, blah, blah, blah. And then they just kind of go into the, the backstory here of what we just talked about. Leo. Nobody wants to see your butt, dude. <laughs> um, sorry, dang cat. Um, not much to add on this one that wasn't on the last one, other than just, you know, I thought everything was fine, gorillas, and now they're saying like they're maybe looking to sell already. Well, I think that just shows you the whole last mile delivery, mm -hmm. ultra fast delivery aspect of things. It doesn't have 
the demand yeah. that people thought it might when it came to coming up with these ideas. But then again, another aspect of it too is, you know, let's build this model and then sell it off to make our money. And, yep. you know, let's, let's build it just to sell it, to, you know, try to try to consolidate it to another company or, you know, look at Uber or something. Um, that could be the end goal of some of these companies as well, too. I mean, I don't know if all of them are trying to create successful businesses more so than trying to create something that seems like it could be really good and then try to sell it. Yeah, that's a, that's what Hannibal was saying last year is like, they're just looking to cash out, you know, it's like mm. that South Park episode. Um, remember where they, like they started a startup and they're like, it's, it's just a startup. Like we're just starting up to cash out bro down. I forget how it goes, but that was when they, uh, they, uh, when uh Washington Redskins logo or name or whatever became oh, public domain. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so many South Park episodes. I'm trying to figure, think. Yeah. I remember that one now. Yeah. And then it's, it's like the, uh, uh, like the burn through cash, you know, when they're like, and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. That was a different episode, but yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny too. Anyway, let's move on. This is this should be up your alley. You're the rideshare guy, person. Lyft agrees to twenty five million dollar settlement with shareholders over safety related allegations. Uh, Lyft has agreed to twenty five million dollar settlement with shareholders of allegations that failed to adequately disclose threats to its reputation and business ahead of going public. The misstatements and omissions before its IPO. Not disclosing the existential risk presented by reports of drivers assaulting passengers on the platform, as well as safety issues concerning its bike share business. The preliminary settlement agreement uh, detailed in court following Thursday, pending approval, blah, blah, blah. The money would go to shareholders, not directly to individuals who've been victim reported such incidents. This settlement resolves a shareholder class action related to statements in Lyft's initial public offering and its financial impact on investors. It's not about safety-related claims on the platform, said Lyft spokesperson, blah, blah, blah. The shareholders also took issue with Lyft's claims around its market share growth in the lead up to going public. The security suit first filed in 2019 after the company went public alleged a disconnect between Lyft's public image and its handling of sexual assault incidents. Uh, the shareholders say Lyft failed to disclose this in its IPO registration paperwork. Um, and then they had the safety report October 2021 which received over 4,000 reports of sexual assaults um, from 2017 to 2019. Um, yeah, so, I mean, not a whole lot to say about this one. I mean, $25 million isn't a whole lot compared to a lot of what's going on with these companies because we, we usually talk about billions. So, like, $25 million is, I mean, that's a lot of money to me, but it's kind of like pocket change to them. But, I mean, mm -hmm. Lyft... Lyft just keeps getting clobbered. Do you see their their stock went down to like thirteen eighty one or something the other day? I mean, it's like fourteen something right now, but that's just yeah, but awful. That, they need to so clean many, house. It's so many. The, the I mean, the entire stock market, including like Bitcoin, though too, mm -hmm. um, is just. I mean, that crypto is a whole different side, but um, I mean, you look at just the tech sector, and it's it's down completely. Um, so it doesn't surprise me because if you look at it, you know, they were dropping and then all of a sudden, what was it? When their earnings report, it was like $16.80, $17. Um, and then, you know, it's just continuing on just with, you know, everything going on in the world today. So honestly, the, the whole thing is when it comes to stock price um, for an individual company, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be um, 
it's a negative for the company itself, but it's not really um, a true um, reflection, I guess, when it comes to to a company's performance versus you know what's going on in in the world. Um, I think that has more impact currently. Um, don't quote me on that though, but. <laughs> But when it comes, yeah, when it comes to the safety report and all that, I mean, hey, I mean, you should have known that, I guess, from from watching, you know, different videos and you know the news coming out and talking about it on different things. So for people who didn't know that, um, you know, that's the whole point of doing your due diligence uh, whenever you're doing anything when it comes to investing or anything like that. Um, I mean, I don't know the requirements that they would have had to to do. Obviously, they needed something when it came to it. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I'm wondering like how, like if, is this only for shareholders that bought it on the IPO or is it for any shareholder ever? Because I own this stock. I mean, I didn't buy it until this year. So mm -hmm. am I going to get and, and plus $25 million divided among, you know, however many millions of shareholders, like it's literally pocket change. So am I going to get a deposit for like 35 cents? <laughs> Just like a little or, dividend payout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leo. Just lay down, dude. <laughs> He's got to be the star. Freaking diva. <laughs> All right. So our next one isn't really hard news, but I, I thought this was really interesting. And I wanted to talk about this. All right. So this is from Restaurant Business uh, Online.com. Food delivery mishaps are alarmingly common, study finds. So when it comes to food delivery, mistakes are often the rule rather than the exception. That's according to a recent survey of more than 1,000 customers, which found that a whopping 9 out of 10, that's 90%, had a food or grocery delivery go awry. The study was conducted by Circuit, a route planning app for delivery drivers. And that's funny because last week we talked about, they did a survey of drivers. So like this is a survey they did of customers. Mistakes happen in any dining format. Usually those mistakes can be resolved quickly, but there is no immediate fix for a bad delivery order. According to Circuit, customers' most common course of action was to ask for a refund. More than half, 52%, took that route. Slightly fewer, 47%, simply reordered from the same restaurant or store. Four in 10 ordered from somewhere else. Customers were also split on where to place the blame for an incorrect order. 39% uh, filed a complaint with the delivery service. The same amount aired their grievance with the restaurant. And about a quarter complained directly to the delivery driver. More than half of customers also said they suspected a delivery driver of eating their food before dropping it off. And another circuit survey, 8 in 10 delivery drivers. That's what we, Joe and I talked about last week. The numbers should give pause to many restaurants that have outsourced delivery to third parties like DoorDash and Uber Eats. Operators have little control or insight into the customer's experience once their order has left the building in a courier's car. That's true. And problems along the way can often come back to bite the restaurant. When it comes to orders that were late, more than half of survey respondents said they would blame the restaurant rather than delivery service or driver. And 66% said they would stop ordering from a restaurant or delivery app after a late delivery. Some customers, namely older people, were more bothered by tardy delivery than others. Half of baby boomers and 48% of Gen Xers expressed discontent over late delivery compared to 41% of millennials and just 29% of Gen Zs. Despite their gripes, the vast majority of respondents were happy with the punctuality of the big delivery providers. One eighty percent said they associated DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub with on-time delivery. Postmates was an outlier. Just 55% said they felt the Uber subsidiary was timely. The findings add to other recent research suggesting that food delivery is often a less than stellar experience. It's also expensive for the restaurant and the customer. Those factors are leading some restaurants to explore self-delivery rather than putting the reputation in the hands of a third party. 
Now, here's my my rant again about how you know, low to no barrier to entry, you know, ends up with lousy service, and also how I've said, you know, the I didn't hear you there. I think you cut out. You there? Can you, can you, uh, did you go away? All right. He might've lost his, uh, um, lost his connection. Cause I, I lost, you heard that, um, you there? Still can't hear you. But now, yep, got some audio. Right now, you're muted. Check, 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 check. Check, check. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Cat hit the mute button on my mic. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the last thing you heard me say? Uh, pretty much. Uh, I'm gonna go on this rant again, okay. and then um, just then shortly after that, it started. Okay. I didn't know if it was on my end or on the others, but uh, AVR works said. So seems yeah. you lost audio too so so they can hear me now all right so i was saying the the real mvps are the turds that do the bare minimum these are the ones that end up with the late deliveries the wrong deliveries the no deliveries at all people that steal customers food so all you have to do is just be a little bit better because as this article said nine out of ten that's 90 percent are experiencing uh you know less than stellar performance or whatever so it's like messaging your customers when you're on your way actually using a hot bag, bringing the hot bag from the car to the door um, goes a long way. So I, like I ordered a Chipotle on Friday. I was telling you about and the driver was dirty, multi-apping. And then I saw him, you know, park and then walk from his car to my door. No hot bag, just the brown Chipotle bag. Um, although even if, a, even if the driver, which actually I've done myself, I'll pick up at Chipotle by myself and use my DoorDash bag or something. Um, I don't know what it is about Chipotle, but, and also they leave the food on a shelf at room temperature. So if you want hot Chipotle, the only way to get it hot is to go to the restaurant and eat it yourself at the restaurant. But, um, this is what I'm talking about. So, you know, just be, all you gotta do is just be a little bit better. Just try a little bit harder and you will see, you know, higher ratings, bigger tips, things like that. And, um, you know, and, and also the, the low to no barrier to entry that these apps have is it, it, it's it's counterproductive in my in my opinion it, when you just let any schmuck be a doordash grubhub uber eats driver is you're gonna have 90 percent of deliveries go wrong and like i order doordash uber eats and stuff all the time like at least once a week sometimes more and i can't tell you how many times um the drivers got lost even though I have very clear directions in the delivery notes that show you how to get here. 
Um, they delivered to the wrong door. Once it was like nine or 10 o'clock at night and it was dark out. And like, at least they sent me the picture. So I had to go every, cause like I'm in like, well, it's hard to explain that. I'm not going to give my address away, but so I had to go to every building in this complex where the person had the same uh, apartment number as me <laughs> and check. And sure enough, I found my food. Um, I've never had a driver like mouth off of me or anything like that, but it's just like the level of professionalism is not there. So does this survey it surprise you at all? Um, I don't think it's first off. I, I when it, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, cause I can't see the article in front of me. Um, when you said 90% of people, is that just in general, they had one mishap over the, the, you know, a couple of years that, you know, it's been mainstream. Um, because if that's the case, yeah, that I could see that. I don't think it's 90% of orders like overall. So like out of 100 orders, 90 have some sort of problem. Um, I think that it, I think the way it was phrased, it seemed like it was 90% of participants said that they had a problem at one point. Um, yeah. It says uh, agree or uh, a mishap in the order itself. Mistakes are often the rule rather than the exception. According to a recent survey, more than a thousand customers. That's a pretty good sample size. Found that a whopping mm. nine out of ten had a food or grocery delivery go awry. So yeah, it depends on how you're defining awry. I mean, I would just, like I said, I would consider that either late or missing items or wrong order or something like that. Yeah, but what I the the poll quite I'd like to see the question itself that they they use that poll for because I mm -hmm. think that's they're probably saying you know out of the past times you've ordered, have you ever had a problem? I think that yeah. would probably be the question. They say yes. I had a problem with whatever it might be, uh, that would be a problem. So when you say, you know, when, when you ask those thousand people, you know, chances are, yes, you're going to have a problem. Like I only use, I have only used DoorDash and Uber Eats like three times. And one of the orders was a problem um, where they, we got the completely wrong order from what we were supposed to get. And um, I mean, it worked out in our favor because it was like four subs, like big giant subs. Uh, <laughs> so it worked out in our favor and my wife got refunded but yeah when you look at it that way uh, sure that that was a problem so out of that 90 percent, i would be in that 90 percent because yeah. one order um i mean you know i did i did uh, pizza delivery for eight years and you know sometimes you know people will um you know hand you the wrong thing if they're helping to bag your order up um or if you know it's it's just real busy or something uh, you don't see something on the order slip and you're trying to grab it. Um, you know, there's sometimes where you do make mistakes uh, on an accidental scale uh, where it's, you know, maybe, I don't know, one one time a week uh, if you're working full time or something like that, or, or maybe even a little less. Um, it, sometimes it just depends on what's going on, uh, factors maybe outside your control. Uh, one of the things when it comes to to listening to this article too, where they're like, we think that people are eating our food or anything like that. Well, the easiest thing that you could do for, from a, a restaurant standpoint, getting a bag and then putting like, you know, those stickers that you, you peel up yeah. um, kind of like with the Oreo bags. When you open it, it has that, that little showing that it's been opened. Mm -hmm. So no, don't take that bag, take one that's been sealed. Um, I think something like that would be a smart thing. So like, it's not that hard to get a sticker or, that if you peel it up. You'll see that it's not, it's been open. So if you have a problem thinking that your driver's eating your food or uh, figuring out where in the delivery 
um, chain, it actually was a problem. So once you seal that bag up, if the mm-hmm. order is wrong inside, that's a restaurant problem, not a driver yeah. problem. So you can figure out, okay, that's the restaurant that we got to go to. If you, you know, ha- if you see that the sticker has been tampered with that, first off, that's a deterrent because you got a sticker that's like that and it'll let people know, Hey, you've been in my food. Then, you know, that's a driver problem. Um, so there, that can help mitigate some of the issues there when it comes to late deliveries and stuff like this, that's the, that comes back to no tip, no trip. Um, that comes to, you know, sometimes these orders are just going out. Uh, people get there, they cancel because they have to wait longer or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of different factors behind that, that doesn't really always give the, the full perspective of what's going on. It's just asking the, the customers what they think. So DoorDash, Uber Eats, restaurants should take that information and say, okay, where are we failing? Where can we fix it? And then, you know, they can fix where they can while, yeah, if it's a driver problem, deactivate the driver, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. I think they the, the apps definitely need like a three strikes or two strikes or whatever. The rating system doesn't work because they have like such a low bar to like what the threshold is for deactivate. I think it's like mm-hmm. 4.6 or something. And like if you're 4.6, like you're uh, terrible at your job. I mean, really any app when you're less than 4.9, you're definitely below average. Because yeah. um, and or I mean, I think like actually, I kind of like how Uber Eats just as a thumbs up, thumbs down. Like you, all that's all you need is like yes or no, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and uh, yeah, I will say I, I've had a lot of issues with the the restaurant screwing up. There's so many times w- about um, I order something on DoorDash and like you just get like you're missing like a side or something like you get a burger and fries and they're missing the fries or. This has happened to me like multiple times. There's this awesome uh, barbecue place down the road. They even though, I mean it's great for barbecue, but they also make I swear they make the best burger I've ever had. And I'll order it, and like I think what screws them up is because like it's you know they ask what kind of cheese you want, and I always put no cheese. And this happened to me. I went there at the drive-through uh, the other day, and I said no cheese. So somehow when they put no cheese, it went no toppings whatsoever so there was no lettuce mm. tomato onions pickles um oh, <laughs> they're like do you want any sauces and i'm like yeah just mustard you know ketchup mustard mayonnaise and they gave me like like 20 ketchup mustard and mayonnaise i'm like i just need one i don't need freaking so and then so like if you but if that happens on doordash you can put you know missing items and like they'll give you a credit towards your next order which is mm. nice but yeah so i mean a lot of blame goes to drivers, but like you were saying, a lot of blame goes to the restaurants too. Is a lot of these people they need to get their their stuff in order. So, yeah, I, th- um, I think that's that's essentially what it, what it should come down to. And two, the, the I think the ordering system too isn't always the best. Um, so when when a customer goes to order things, like if they're like you said, there there could be some sort of issue within it within the programming itself that could cause you know some of these these mishaps to happen. You know, I'd be interested to see about what the percentage is when it comes to, you know, just the mm-hmm. order placing. Maybe the customer meant for something, but because of the way the ordering system is, it was completely different. Um, yeah. I would love to see some kind of like scientific, like university collegiate study getting like maybe like 10,000, you know, respondents or whatever. And, uh, you know, just getting like a more like actual 
you know, instead of just asking people how it went, like actually going out there and like really getting a, you know, scientific survey or whatever. Anyway, we're going 40 minutes. We haven't taken a break yet. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. Yep, so check out uh, acceptordecline.com. I also put uh, my own bit.ly uh link in the show notes that is a referral link so if you use that gary's gonna throw me a few bucks or whatever it is <laughs> so anyway we actually have a um i have two stories in a row about doordash and uber drivers either shooting people or getting shot and this is the first one doordash driver accused of shooting chick-fil-a worker following milkshake argument this was in philly 26 year old delivery driver was arrested for allegedly shooting a teen fast food worker after accusing him of leaving out a milkshake, according to NBC Philadelphia, uh, blah, blah, blah. This dude went to Chick-fil-A, uh, pick up an order. The employee brought the takeout order to him, who then allegedly started arguing with him and demanded to know about a second milkshake he claimed was supposed to be in the order. The employer reportedly told him the receipt listed only one milkshake, but he continued to argue. Um, that's when uh, he said in a press release, the employee asked the receipt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the employer... Employee's team leader went up to him and asked what was wrong. He allegedly, and he, yeah, they keep repeating this. So he got in his car, circled the location, and opened fire, aiming at the entrance of the restaurant. A 17-year-old was struck in the leg, and the district attorney reported you know, the shooting was unprovoked and endangered multiple people beyond the shooting victim. And then, uh, so this dude's been arrested, charged with aggravated assault, possession of an instrument of crime, simple assault, and reckless endangerment. I would think like attempted murder would be on there. I mean, if you shoot a gun. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm no lawyer, but again, this comes down to what I'm saying. And also, I mean, do you see a picture of this dude? Look at this. He's got neck tattoo and I, you can't see it on here, but it's like the Illuminati pyramid with the all seeing eye and all that. Like that's on the dollar bill. Um, that should be an immediately immediate disqualification. Sorry. Sorry. Tattoo people. I mean, I know you love your tattoos. Hannibal's got tattoos. Tattoos, I, you know, are fine, but whenever you have a tattoo above the neckline, especially if your entire neck is tattooed, that's like immediate sign that you're like, you're either in prison or you've been to prison or you're on your way to prison. I don't care. Even if it's a Bible quote on your neck, that just means like, that is, that that's an immediate, you know, that should be an immediate disqualification. This is why they need to have a little more standards when people sign up for these apps. Can you at least, you know, take a picture of your face to show you don't have freaking gang tattoos. Jeez. <laughs> Anything well, I, can add to this? I can understand gang tattoos, but uh, tattoos in general, I don't think would be a disqualification. I think that that's more of a. Uh, well, um, I'm saying from the neck up. Crunch. Yeah, Face I tattoos, mean, neck tattoos. Certain things. No, I'm not going to. I wouldn't get on that. But like, yeah, gang, gang stuff, anything like that, that you you might have or, you know, like prison or something. Um, yeah that could be but to me i don't think that's that's the issue i think it's just uh in this case it's probably a mental illness mental illness issue 
um, when it comes down to it. Because why the hell would somebody just all of a sudden, you know, do that for for no reason? Because there's a milkshake. Because yeah. yeah. this person probably wanted a free milkshake. I mean, let's see the order receipt. Did it say one milkshake on it? Um, well, versus versus two, and then did this guy just want a free milkshake? He didn't get it, and then you know acted like a dumbass. I think it's just that gang gangbanger hood mentality of just anything that I don't that I don't get my way. I just pull out my piece and start shooting. You know, it's I don't know. I mean, did you ever see like Menace of Society, Boys in the Hood, stuff like that? That's how that's how it is. Well, I mean, they're not documentaries, so obviously there's yeah. Some, well. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll find out some more information as you know this case yeah. moves forward. Uh, but hopefully, not, there'll be some news and updates to it showing. It's not the first time this has happened. This happened last year, where the I think the dude was either in the Bloods or the Crips, one of those, and he put his dick in a cop's Chipotle order. Remember that? It was like last yeah. October, September, something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. he was. It said like we were reading the story, and it said he had been arrested like nineteen times or something. So he still, how did he get past the background check is what I want to know. Well, that, that, that's exactly it. Like you need to have the right background checks in place. Mm-hmm. And if, if you're allowing, you know, depending on, I mean, that's the whole thing too. It's like, do you allow certain people, um, what's, what's your threshold to, to that? I mean, this is a company thing, uh, that I don't think really anybody's actually answered when it comes to it. They just start, oh yeah, we're doing background checks, but where's your threshold on the background check? They literally have to be like a class one felon or some or like something that's like the worst thing. Um, they still get by too. Some people just get lucky and just squeak through the system. Yeah, I mean that it, it, it's a real question. So where's their threshold at when it comes to these these apps? Um, yeah, I mean, are they just like saying, "Oh, well, you know, we we need drivers," and um, there we go, or what? So yeah. I, I'm not sure. So speaking of shooting, let's talk about this one. This is this is at least a, a good story here. It's three minutes. I don't know if I'm going to play this whole thing. So this is out of Texas. An Uber driver got shot and then saved his rider. So I'm going to play this. Underage parties involving guns have taken place. That's according to Amarillo police. And now they're looking at crimes which took place on these dates and whether they're connected. Recently, a man dropping off passengers who planned to attend a party was shot in the head. News Channel 10's Ali Allison spoke with the Amarillo man to find out firsthand what he remembers and how he's doing now. Daniel Palacios picked up three women headed to a party Thursday night. As he got to the location, he knew something was off. I told the young ladies who were in my back seat that, hey, you guys are not getting down. It's not safe. I can't let you out. Daniel said he went into dad mode and instantly told the teens to get down. Two bullets ricochet off the ground. And then I felt the third one. And then I told the girls, get down. I'm shot. Let's go. And I put the car into drive and drove myself to the hospital. The one thing he knew he had to do was stay calm. One of the things that kept playing in, in my mind was the doctor telling me, oh, head injuries are going to bleed a lot. Try to stay calm. Try to stay as calm as possible and, and get to the hospital. Um, in the moment, I just was in, in dad mode, in protective mode, um, and, and just wanted to protect the people in my car. Amarillo police tell News Channel 10 that the Violent Crimes Unit, along with the Juvenile Investigative Squad, 
is on the case. It is very concerning to us. This is this is um, frightening that we have kids this young that are having access to guns like this. We don't want to see bad things happen in our community. So if we have people out there that have information on this shooting, um, you know, two people were injured the other night. Felicios was released from the hospital, but says he is having trouble sleeping. And as far as driving for Uber again, well. The main thing is having trouble sleeping is, is the hardest part because, you know, yes, everybody was safe. Yes, we made it out. But I keep thinking, is there something else I could have done? Is there something else I could have done to get either more people out or, you know, just not be in that situation altogether? Um, so it, it just... It's just a bunch of what ifs that plague me at night. And I know I, I did the right thing. I know I did, but you know, you can't help but think about, is there anything else I could do? A spokesman for Uber had this statement. The details reported by the driver are terrifying. We praise his heroic efforts to protect the riders. We've reached out to offer support. Now, according to Lieutenant Burr, there have not been any arrests in this case so far. Alex. I think that's good. Six, a development in under a month. Different late night. Um, yeah, so nice to see a sort of a good Uber driver. Sorry, I'm losing. Is my internet cut? Uh, it's cutting out a little bit, but I still hear you. Hey, let me let me exit. I'll be right back. All right. Well, I'm going to go into this. Um, I'll start off so when he comes back, uh, he can take his thoughts. But when it comes down to something like this, you know, you just got to be aware of your surroundings, no matter who you are, what you're driving for, because this isn't just a rideshare thing. This is, you know, this could happen at food delivery. This could happen at, you know, last less mile delivery of anything. Um, so just be aware of your surroundings, pay attention. If you don't feel safe, you know, that's, that's the whole thing when it comes down to it. But, um, yeah, this driver, you know, he, he was lucky cause it, he got hit in the head and, you know, if you're bleeding, uh, you know, he's, he's lucky that he didn't, uh, bleed out or pass out because of, you know, all that. Um, so it sounds like it wasn't as bad when it came to the injury, which is a good thing. Um, still unfortunate what had happened. Um, and I guess maybe this is a call for 360 cameras when it comes to dash cameras. Uh, you have out the side, you have front and back. Um, so it covers the 360 degree view. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I could think of. But um, yeah, it's always you just got to always pay attention to, to what's going on around you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, we're going pretty long. So I'm going to uh, drop a couple stories here about the Instacart and Uber Eats. We're going to go straight to our viral posts so we get to the funny you know we just had like this like kind of disturbing story so now we're going to get to the funny stuff not you leo can you hear him <laughs> yep <laughs> all right so we got a bunch of ideas here from distraction what is going on what the hell sorry i don't know what's going on in your screen and it's like flickering All right. What internet now. provider do you have? Spectrum? Yeah. Oh, it's, oh yeah. It's, cool. uh, what am I paying for? This stuff doesn't work. What the hell? 
That would explain it because it, it, it's it's Spectrum Crapple. Yeah. Or and I killed I killed the VPN. So like I mean the VPN usually um, causes it to lag. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I'm getting the low internet on my connection is unstable. Let me exit out and come back in. This usually. Oh boy! All right, well, there's always technical difficulties. Um, so yeah, if there's any questions or anything, real quick, uh, put them in the comments. But all right, I'm back. All right. So all right. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna try that. You know, if the internet craps out again, I'm just gonna pull the plug on the show. <laughs> Is there any new I, gig workout? I, yeah, random videos. There's always new gigs coming. Um, unfortunately, you can't even really pay attention to all of them because there's so many that are starting up. There's so many that are local and you know specific markets. So you know one city might have it, and that's it. Um, so it just depends on where you are, and you know going on Facebook group posts, um, different places to see what's available uh, that could yeah. be in your area. Yeah. Talking to other drivers um, and see exactly what's going on because yeah, there could be some that are you know the mainstream. Uh, ones that you could call it, and then there's the local ones. Uh, then there's ones that are just they pop up all the time. Like Kid Kaboo is is the new one um, for rideshare for kids. Uh, Harry just did a podcast with them over on yeah, the rideshare, yeah, and um, I mean then like delivery drone robots, uh, like controllers. So you're you're sitting in in front of the computer driving the drone around, making sure everything's okay uh, when it comes to it. So there's there's so many different ones out there. Um, it's just a matter of of you know trying to find uh, what's one in your market and what you enjoy doing. Hmm. Mm. All right, I All right. killed the. Uh, I'm still hearing an echo of my own voice. I don't know where that's coming from. Huh. I think it's gone now. All right, because then I share the screen and I have to share the audio. All of a sudden, it gets, it gets like this like feedback loop where I start hearing my own self. All right, so this is from Distractify. Confused TikToker kept getting free DoorDash meals delivered to his house every two hours. So let's just play the video. Let me try to zoom out so you can see the full. Usually I have to zoom in on this stuff, but I have to zoom out. No sound. Is the volume down on it? I got turned up all the way. No, no, I mean on TikTok is the yeah, volume so down all the way. Huh. I don't see a slider. It's just either volume on or mute. Or mute. Gotcha. Unless this video has no sound. Let's try this one. Man, 2.5 million views. Huh. Day two million. Yeah, if you're getting free food every two hours, I'd be like, huh, interesting. Uh, random videos. Walmart Spark background screening took, uh, for me, it was, I think, three weeks. So I'm not sure how long yours may, may have taken. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's, it does take a while because there's a waiting list sometimes, depending on the market you're in. I think it's... Like the way that it's embedded or something, because I'm on a different page, different video, and it's doing the same thing. Hmm. Uh, let's all right. Let's try from Daily Dot. Let's see if this one works. 
This needs to stop. I agree. <laughs> Why isn't this playing? What the fuck, man? What am I paying for? Nothing works. All right. Sorry, folks. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go straight to the last story. I figured this would be right up Chris's alley. This is from businessinsider.com. An Uber and Lyft driver in New York City. I know Chris is way on the other side of the state in Buffalo. These are the eight worst parts of my job. So I'm just going to read the, the bullet points. So it's from this woman. Uh, she's a, been a taxi driver, Uber and Lyft driver. Became a taxi driver in 2013 during Uber and Lyft 2019. Worst parts of her job. All right, so I'm just going to read the, the, the numbers and we'll see if we agree or disagree. Number one, low wages, especially with rising gas prices and inflation. Yeah, that I agree with. I don't know what their their rates are in New York City. I mean, I imagine it's a lot higher here, but it's only in Orlando. Oh. It's fifty four cents a mile, eight cents a minute. Hold on, let me take a look. I have the yeah. I have all market rates, so I could tell. I think I think New York City is like a dollar twelve or something. Yeah, it's more than double what it is here. Yeah, let me let me try to. All right, so New York City. Yeah, New York City. New York City is a dollar ten, dollar ten mile and fifty cents per minute. New York City suburbs are seventy cents a mile, eighteen cents a minute. Uh, Upstate New York is sixty-seven and twenty-one. I think still better than it is here. (laughs) All right, so number two, lack of health insurance. Well. You're an infinite contractor, not an employee. I don't. People go into these jobs thinking that it, they go into a W two mindset, thinking that they're going to yep. get benefits on it, and you're not. And I mean, there are like crowdsource health options out there where you just. Um, I think it, there's one called Crowd Health, and it's just like any other insurance policy. You pay like a monthly, um, you know, membership fee or whatever, and it's like if you have to go to the doctor or whatever, you just tell them you're with Crowd Health. So it's kind of like all the, everybody pools all their money together, kind of throws it into a pool, and then that's what uh, and like it's it's covered under you know it's completely legal under Obamacare and all the the laws and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know why that would be one of your top complaints. That would because I don't of, even that would even make my list. <laughs> well, you know, I, I get. I, I think it's you hit it right on the head when you said it. It's like everybody goes in with it, or a lot, not everybody, but a lot of people go in thinking mm-hmm. this is w2 yeah. um, because you know one of the big things is a lot of people will compare it to a per hour rate which mm-hmm. i think it's just the language and then you know you're, you're doing work or something like that and depending on i mean uber you just go online you're online but mm-hmm. uh, if you have blocks like of time that you can choose to go on things like that for like doordash or you know something yeah. then it's it has that scheduling effect so it's like it it just feels it even more so um yeah i think that's just uh the mindset that people need to realize like an independent contractor you know you provide all of those things but then again if you're an independent contractor versus a w2 you're also supposed to be getting paid more so you know one and two kind of kind of are like these these back and forth things because a w2 employee will get paid less but they're also getting the the benefits so whether that's paid time off whether that's you know worker uh, or, or vacation time, whatever it might, sick pay, uh, health insurance, 401k, matching, whatever it might be, that's that's your true rate. So if you're getting paid, let's say 20 an hour, 
you're really making like 30 an hour if you factor mm -hmm. in all the benefits. So you, you should be looking gig work or independent contractor status if you really are an independent contractor should be at that $30 hour per hour mark because then you're doing the benefits for yourself. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think mindset. What either, what's, the, what's your rates in Buffalo, your mileage in minute? Uh, 67, 21 or 19 or 21. I can't remember for Uber. Um, and then on Lyft, it's 71 and, uh, is it 17 or 19? I can't remember the per, per minute time. Still, um, still way better than Orlando. <laughs> yeah. A lot. Uh, I mean, a so lot, would either of these complaints be on your list? I would say, I would say the, the, the low wages. Um, I yeah. mean, Uber just leaked a memo. I don't know if you saw this for it's on business insider too, um, where they just leaked a memo that they're going to raise rates in Phoenix for, mm -hmm. um, Uber. And it's essentially going to be a new way that they're going to pay drivers for the rising costs of fuel. Uh, so what that's going to actually look like, I don't know. Cause they didn't really give that information. Uh, they just said that in two weeks, they're going to be, um, raising rates on, on the passenger's side and getting rid of the 45 or 55 cents per uh, trip and raising rates to drivers. But what that looks like, I'm not sure yet. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's, let's get back to this list we've been rambling. So number three, lack of mental health resources. Like that wouldn't even occur to me. It's just mental health issues are really on the rise through the pandemic and all the terminal scene. Everyone is stressed trying to make ends. We don't have access to affordable care. But again, that's W2 mindset of I want benefits. And mm -hmm. you can, all this is still available. Like I, every podcast I listen to has ads for betterhelp.com. Um, well, not only that, there's, I mean, there, especially in New York City, yeah. you know, there's a lot of places that you're going to be able to go to be able to have different resources. And that's not, that's not a, a really a perk of a job when it comes yeah. like mental health resources. You, you, that last word resources is more of a community yeah. aspect of things so community centers are going to have stuff um that you can go to so this yeah that that person really needs to take advantage of you know community two sized organizations yeah two and three on our list are essentially the same thing lack of health insurance lack of mental health okay. insurance uh number four crime and violence okay that i can relate to that would probably be like number two on my list i mean i've mm -hmm. never really had any problem with uh you know, I've, I've once uh, I've had a driver or a rider try to scam me like right to my face. And actually, it's on this channel. It's one of the oldest videos. It's a dash cam video. Um, but I've never been mugged or carjacked or anything like that. I've definitely been in bad neighborhoods, but I've never really felt like really endangered. Um, I've never had to kick anybody out of the car. Came close a few times, but um, I will say at least. Did they say where this person lives or I mean, where City. this person primarily works in New York? Is it Brooklyn? Uh, is it one of the boroughs or is she all over? Uh, it just says New York City. Yeah. It just says New York like, City. But I think like, aren't they zoned? Like if you're a Brooklyn driver, you're supposed to only stay in Brooklyn. Cause like if they go across certain bridges and stuff, like they can't operate there and they have to deadhead all the way back or something. I don't, I, New York city is its own beast. So I'm not yeah. sure. Like I, it's funny. Cause I, I'm in upstate New York, so I can go, 
I can drive anywhere in the entire New York state area, except mm. the, I cannot pick people up in the five boroughs. I can, can drop them off, drop but... people off. I can drop people off anywhere within that, that range threshold, uh, within that max time limit for, uh, Uber or Lyft, but you can't pick up anybody in New York city unless you are, you know, registered with the DNC and all that. But, mm. uh, I'm interested to see where, because, you know, certain aspects when it comes to, to larger cities like Chicago, like New York, like L.A., you know, yeah, crime is going to be a much bigger uh, issue. You look at, at Chicago, you know, carjacking capital of the world, when it, essentially. But when you're looking at different cities like, yeah, Buffalo, we have our own issues, too. You know, we have certain neighborhoods that have higher crime rates um, that it, it, everywhere has that. Um, I've driven in, you know, some of the the more dangerous parts of Buffalo um, mm. when it comes to it, you know, one, two in the morning. You know, I had a close call at one point um, when it came to somebody following. But other than that, like, I've never felt really, like, unsafe when it comes to it. Um, but it's also, again, paying attention to your surroundings, knowing what's going on, you know, paying attention to just the area in general, um, what's where things are you know i i've done quite a bit of work in these areas that are uh problematic or have high high crime rates and you know you kind of get to know the the ins and outs of the neighborhood much better when you're actually in there doing the work um and meeting people and talking with people that are there so you have a whole different um aspect when it comes to it but yeah when you're in like a large city you're not going to know everybody like that so when it comes to new york yeah, crime and violence can be a huge, huge problem, especially with, again, mental health issues. Uh, and it's going to be much more prevalent in that. So again, that's going to be more of a community-based things where uh, mental health issues and, and anything like that need to be addressed in some yeah. sort of community format. This is just something that comes with the job. I mean, you're if you're signing up to be an Uber and Lyft driver, what they don't tell you is you're joining a statistically you know, dangerous line of work, like being like a line linesman or like a, a logger or, you know, a uh, lumberjack, something like that, oil rigs, coal miners, military, you know, Uber and Lyft driver and taxi driver are up there on like the top 10 most dangerous jobs. Like, I mean, just the fact that you're in a car, just immediately, not even like getting mugged or whatever, just it automatically puts your chances of getting a car accident way higher because you're in the car for way longer than if you were just commuting to and from the office or to the grocery store and back. So anyway, let's, yep. let's keep going. Number five traffic. Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, especially in New York. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it gets, that, it gets pretty bad in Orlando I, too. Yeah. And that's why I don't drive during the day. I like driving at night when there's no traffic because of that reason. <laughs> like yeah. that is the main driving force behind why I don't like driving during the day. And I draw, I like usually start around seven or eight at night. And it's, that's basically why, because I hate traffic so much. Uh, like if I had the dash cam on and running while I'm sitting in traffic, that would probably be a, a, its own channel itself. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, number, number six, getting tickets. Um, we're always getting tickets for different reasons. We drop a customer where there's a no standing sign and the cop sees it and feels like they're going to give you a ticket. I mean, I guess it's a New York thing. I've never gotten a ticket. I've never gotten pulled over while doing Uber or Lyft. Um, have you? Have you ever gotten a, like even a traffic, like a parking ticket, speeding, no. anything like that? No. Yeah. Maybe this girl's uh, just a bad driver. 
(laughs) Again, you know, New York City is its own beast. Um, I lived there for a year, so that's why I can can speak firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know Hannibal would probably have a much better experience at that aspect. But um, yeah, when it comes down to it, you know, if you're at some of these places, you know, there's cops all over the place. They're always around. And you don't necessarily know if, if, you know, maybe they want to pull you over and give you a ticket. Um, I think the smart thing is do it where it's supposed to be done, meaning drop somebody off where it might not be in front of the place that they need to go, but is closest, safest spot to get them out where you Mm -hmm. can drop them off. And then you're not going to worry about that, you know, going with the flow of traffic. Yeah, it could be speeding or something, but you know, chances are that's not going to get you pulled over. But driving smart and driving according to the law, that's going to help you stop that. Not getting yeah. tickets because you're just an Uber or Lyft driver. That doesn't happen. You have to break the law in order to get a ticket. So that one's on you. And do you notice that like as soon as somebody gets into your car, you're immediately a safer driver? And as soon as they get out of your car, you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to go as fast as I want. <laughs> I don't know in New York. You, you know, th- that's that's the other thing. Driving in New York is completely different. Like, yeah, you drive a hundred percent different when you're driving in New York City versus outside the city. And yeah. I'm from Buffalo. I lived in New York for for the year, and you know, coming going back and forth, it's only about a five and a half hour drive. But when I came back only. to Buffalo, <laughs> I'm dri- I'm still driving like I'm in New York City. And at that point, I'm like, I'm a friggin' asshole. <laughs> and you know, it, it it takes that time to get back to, to the normal driving in Buffalo. So I can see see the aspect. But again, you know, when it comes down to, to getting tickets, that, that one's on her. If yeah. you're getting tickets because you're driving, that's on you. That's not that's on the driver. That's not on anybody else but the driver. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Number seven, lack of support from rideshare and delivery apps. We're supposed to be partners with the apps we work with, but that's not happening. App executives are making a lot of money because of us, but we're supposed to be in this together. There shouldn't be a better income for them than the drivers when we're doing most of the work. Yes, they help us through the app and the system, but they're getting a large cut of the money. I think this girl knows what she's talking about. It's just, this is just Bernie Sanders talking points. Like how does, <laughs> what, that doesn't, that's, that headlines, that lack of support, I would think would be like, you know, a terrible um, tech support system. Like when you actually need to call Uber, like if there's a problem with your account or like the apps jacked up or something, this is just, executives make too much money and i'm envious of them yeah who cares hey no no union support (laughs) same thing like (laughs) you're this girl is in the wrong line of work you claim independent contractor you are not a work you're not employee there is no union and there shouldn't be this girl needs to get a better job or move to you know well what is seattle Move to Seattle, but or I mean, it's just like traffic tickets. Um, well, she wants all these. Yeah, move to Seattle, lady. You can, <laughs> they just passed the minimum wage for uh, gig workers out there, and I think they require um, like parks, health insurance, and all that stuff. So yeah, move to Seattle. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't yeah. know how the traffic is out there, so I can't talk to that. But um, or you want even you want to be in a union? Yeah. Because they're they got an AB five like law going through. Well, it actually passed, and I th- I th- last time I saw, I think Uber and Lyft were getting sued for it, um, and then they they got just what last week uh, the court blocked uh, yeah. the ballot measure from the from Uber and Lyft after yeah, they we, found those loopholes. Yeah, we talked. So, Joe and I talked about it on Thursday, and that's 
uh, it's such another bullshit thing of how come this never happens in a red state and also i mean the so-called democrats like there is no more democratic process than putting a ballot you know a proposition where everybody can vote on it that's not it's mm -hmm. not voted on by the politicians it's voted on by the people so you say you're for democracy then put it on the freaking ballot and let the people decide but i mean they they use a really underhanded you know kind of slimy tactic where they're saying they're or they did it on a technicality they said because the ballot measure the way that it's worded like it's really asking two questions but it's you can only have it as yes or no for everything so okay mm -hmm. so i mean that's what they're saying and the same thing happened with prop 22 in california which has been almost a year since the judge um threw that out but it's still being appealed so prop 22 is still in effect until it goes to the next court i don't know what's taking so long but oh, anyway they, they do they take forever yeah i mean i'm sure the california gig workers love it because you know they I, the vast majority of them would rather be on prop 22 than maybe five but uh we'll see how that plays out anyway we're going super long i'm so sorry that those those tiktok videos did not play i don't they were playing before and my internet keeps crapping out i'm sorry about that i am gonna have to splurge for like a higher faster plan or whatever so um yeah so uh sorry hannibal couldn't be here he's having brunch with his kids so uh thanks to chris for filling in though um let everybody know where they can find you all right well i am on my own channel real rideshare stories uh you can check me out there also on the rideshare guy uh every tuesday on at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific uh, we do show me the money club with myself and sergio sometimes we have a guest uh, come on talking and uh kind of talk about the different topics mostly in rideshare uh, but food delivery is coming up just so you people know um and yeah other than that that's where you guys can check me out also uh side note scammer jammer uh where a friend of me a friend of mine and myself call scammers <laughs> waste your time uh just to help educate yourself with some of these scams like pop-ups and uh different things when it comes to it and then same thing on uh, Real Rideshare Stories. Talk about a lot of the uh, rideshare mm. and food delivery scams out there and how you can protect yourself against uh, falling victim to, to a couple of those. Yeah. I hope if Harry's watching or just, Harry, you got to put your Show Me the Money podcast as an audio podcast so I can listen <laughs> to it in the car. Because I know like you can you can technically listen to YouTube in the background, but it's it's still using tons of data because it's still even if it's just mm -hmm. a still image it's still streaming video but like with an audio podcast i mean it's like a fraction of the the file size so you can download like even a two-hour podcast just the audio you can download that and like if you have a good connection and like anywhere from like five seconds to a minute or so so and it's just it's just much easier for if you're gonna have an audio podcast if it's not visual um you know like like even like you know like joe rogan and a lot of like comedian podcasts like it's the same setup as this where they're they're on youtube or like some kind of video service and you can either watch it or listen to it and it's just like you know if it's not a movie or it's not a tv show i don't need to see it you know i'll just listen to the audio so yeah fun, fun little facts uh that's what we're looking at right now for the show <laughs> but it might yeah. be it might be on the uh, uh podcasting platforms as well soon too Cool. So right now you can catch it on YouTube uh, over on the Rideshare Guy, but um, yeah, we're looking at uh, possibly doing it as a podcast for audio as well too. Yeah, it's real easy. You just 
Well, I mean, here on StreamYard, you can when, once we finish the broadcast, I can download the video and an audio file. It'll generate mm-hmm. the audio fo- file for me. Or, I mean, you could just also download the YouTube video and then just, you know, use editing ed- any editing software and just take the video out and just and it'll save it as an MP3 or whatever. So, yeah, yeah I've, right. we, we use a StreamYard too, so we can get that audio file. That's what makes it easy. <laughs> yep. All right. Have a good Sunday, folks. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And uh, I will be back on. Th- well, actually, I forgot to plug this. Let me. Uh, my Tuesday night interview will be with Dash Dash with Ash in Canada. That's June 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then the week after that, I will be with uh, talking with Rissa Explains It All. That's June 28th at 9 p.m. Both of these are Eastern time. So, um, yeah. So hope to see everybody then. Thanks to Chris for doing the show. And I will be back on Tuesday night and Thursday morning. Actually, I think we might do a Wednesday night because I have a dentist appointment Thursday morning. So whatever. If anybody's still listening, you are a true, you know, (laughs) viewer. All right. So thanks a lot. And I will see you later. Bye. Bye, everyone.